How is it going, everybody? This is Sean Barnes. I want to welcome you to episode 80 of The Way of the Wolf. On the show today, we're going to be talking about empowering your team. Yes, I realize I talk about this on a lot of different episodes and shows and a lot of the content that we create. This time it's going to be a little bit different. I'm going to take a step back and try to look at this more holistically, more at a macro level across your organization, because yes, it is important to empower the people on your team, but you have to be cautious of this. Like with all aspects of leadership, there's going to be a balance. And I'm going to go ahead and dig into why I'm talking the way I am right now. Imagine a scenario where the CEO of a company has complete faith in their leadership team and all of their employees in the organization. They empower and delegate and say, hey, COO, CFO, you guys know what needs to happen. Just make it happen. Great. Fantastic. Now, if the C-suite executives that we just talked about then empower their presidents and vice presidents. Say, hey, you guys know what's going to happen, what needs to happen. Go get it done. Okay, perfect. Now, those vice presidents delegate down and empower their directors. Okay, perfect. Now, those directors delegate down to their managers. Okay, good. And the managers to the coordinators and the admins all the way down through the entirety of the organization. This is a good thing. You're laying the foundation of trust and creating an environment of empowering the people on your team, giving them the opportunities to grow. However, as I'm talking through all of that, I'm wondering if any of you listening or watching started thinking through some potential risks that could occur. If you espouse that philosophy at some point, someone in that chain of command has to know what they're doing. They have to know how to make decisions. They have to know what's best for the organization. Therein lies the risk. If you've created an environment and a culture where everybody just delegate, delegate, delegate all the way down to the bottom and empower all the way down to the bottom, someone somewhere has to pick things up and start making it happen. Usually you will find people that aspire for greatness. They want to achieve things. They want to grow. Those are going to be the people they are going to step up and rise to the top and start making things happen in the organization. The problem arises when leaders don't always recognize who those individuals are or they're best friends with someone who's, who's toxic and a non-performer and they push things off to them and things blow up continuously and that person blames another person or another district or another business unit and the blame game ensues that problem is further compounded when that friend is blaming the high performer that's actually making things happen so as i'm talking through this scenario you can easily 
start to paint a picture and understand and maybe even draw some correlations to some experiences that some of you have had. This is a problem. Now, there's a few things that you need to be aware of to be able to address this problem and work through this problem. And let's go ahead and go into those. First and foremost, you have to have an element of self-awareness. You have to understand this is a possible or even inevitable outcome of this leadership style. Then you have to want or have the desire to combat that. Once you realize, hey, this could potentially be a problem, now let's start focusing on how we fix it. This comes down to communication, open and effective communication up and down the chain of command all the way through the entirety of the hierarchy. You have to be able to walk into a room with a mid-level manager. If you were the C-suite executive or a vice president, you have to feel comfortable walking into a room and having a conversation with a manager or coordinator and just getting their perspective. Hey, how are things going? What's going on? Do you have everything you need? Likely, they're not going to open up to you immediately, especially if you haven't had a lot of conversations or hadn't had an opportunity to build trust because there's going to be fear. So that consistent, those consistent conversations and touch points are going to be crucial for you to, one, build trust, but then also get them to open up so that you can better understand what's going on in the organization. Some of them might open up and start talking through some of the challenges. They might admit, hey, I don't know what's going on. I'm told to make this happen, but I, you know, I don't really know. It's going to be few and far between because it's highly unlikely that a coordinator or admin is just going to admit that they don't know. But if there's enough trust there, they might open up. Once you start gathering that information and feedback, you have to start looking inward and asking yourself, is there some sort of a bias here? And by bias, I mean, are you thinking that this friend or this person that you've put into this role is actually doing what's best for the business? Are they leading the business in the way that you need it to be led? That's a tough conversation. But once you start soliciting feedback from all the others in the organization, you'll start to paint this picture and get a better understanding of, do you have the right people in the right roles doing the right things? If not, it's time to reassess. If you do, start empowering them, start coaching them, start guiding them. As I'm thinking through the organization that I work for, my boss, I love the fact that he doesn't really tell me what to do. He just says, hey, here's the things that need to happen. Make it happen. And I love that. I thrive in that environment. And I have a few of my direct reports that I rarely, if ever, give specific instruction or guidance. I empower them. I say, hey, here's the problem. Solve it. How do you want to handle this? On occasion, I'll give them some guidance. Now, there are others on my team that are new into leadership roles 
that I have a more close working relationship with, that I do provide more guidance with. But even those, I rarely say, do this, because I want to empower them. This gets especially challenging when you want to empower this person and they have a conversation with you, they talk you through where their head is at on a project or a topic, and you don't agree with where their head is at. Mm, okay. Based on your experience, their approach has a high probability of failure. That's not good. The question you then have to ask yourself is, do I let them fail and learn, or do I apply more pressure to nudge them in the right direction? There's a lot of factors that will play into this decision. One of the big ones that you have to consider is if they fail, how detrimental will that be to the organization? If hugely detrimental, if it's going to impact revenue in a significant way, you're going to have to start pushing back. If it's, oh, well, if this fails, you're going to have a handful of employees that are less productive for a few hours, but the team learns and that individual or leader learns, okay, you make that decision because failure is part of the process. Whenever I kind of tie all of this stuff together, you can see that leadership is not black and white. There are a lot of areas of gray that you've got to navigate through. And leadership skills and traits and tools that we talk about adding to your tool box as a leader, they all kind of play into one another. It's almost like this, this spider web of skills that all interdepend and inter interconnect, I should say, with one another. So all of that to be said, I think it's important to obviously empower the people on your team, but don't lose sight of the fact that you may be empowering the wrong person or the wrong people. If you are starting to struggle with results in your team, in your business, in your organization, ask yourself the question, am I empowering the right people? Maybe they need a little bit of guidance. Maybe they need some coaching or development, or maybe it's just the wrong person. There's a lot of things that you need to weigh out here. I think accountability is the last thing I want to touch on here, and this is going to be pretty brief. But if you're empowering people on your team and they are consistently not achieving the things that the organization needs or not doing the things that you need from them, you have to hold them accountable. It's not fun. Accountability is never easy. Difficult conversations are never easy. But you have to hold them accountable so that they can learn and so that they can grow and to ensure that you don't destroy the culture of your organizational of your organization. Man, I'm all over the place this week. Don't destroy the culture of your organization in the process. That is all I have for today. In upcoming episodes, I'm going to start pulling guests back on the show. I've started putting together a list of people that will start having some remote 
podcast interviews with, and I'm kind of mix it up a little bit. Normally, we stay very focused on leadership, and there will still be an underlying theme of becoming the best version of yourself, but I'm going to start mixing up a little bit. I'm kind of excited, kind of branch out some. We'll stay core to the messaging that we cover on the show but I am pretty excited about it. So look forward to some of these upcoming episodes where we start having different types of guests coming on and sharing a little bit about their world. That's all I got for you guys. Thank you so much and y'all have a good one.